0: Welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our terrific podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Thursday, June 22nd, and joining me as always Dr. Orfei Divangui, PhD economist and recently heralded LinkedIn personality. Yeah, you are all over LinkedIn. You are a LinkedIn all-star.
1: I just share whatever's on my mind, just like I do on the podcast, you know, real. We keep it real, man. Something interesting going on here. I mean, there has been, as you
0: know, and you and I trade texts about, you know, these things when we see them, share them back and forth. There are a lot of people on YouTube speak in generalities about the U.S. housing market, and I think get a lot of action and a lot of activity by leaning into the hyperbolic. And when they get it wrong, they just kind of move on. You know, like they never go back. And, you know, it's always on to the next thing. One of the, I think, the biggest misconceptions that's been out there with regard to the housing market is home growth and new builds, new construction. So here we go. Reuters has a story that came out on Tuesday. This is the headline. New U.S. home construction surges by most in three decades in the month of May. So if there is a stall in the, in housing starts, it's not here in the United States. What is going on in this industry? Set the record straight so we're all clear on, on
1: what the opportunity might be. Absolutely. So yeah, you, you got it spot on, right? Everybody talked about. The housing crash, and they talked about it from the perspective of prices. They expected prices to plunge. Prices did not plunge. In fact, I'm expecting prices to cool, to moderate, price growth to moderate. I'm expecting uh, in some markets, I'm expected prices to continue to tick down, but in most markets, I'm expected actually more competitive pressure pushing prices higher because we just don't don't have the inventory. And with the good news is builders are coming in to fill that gap they're coming in you know we had a unprecedented housing unit deficit heading into the pandemic the surge in housing demand by the way i'm not just talking about the for sale market i'm also, talk- also talking about the rental market right the surge in housing demand when i meet mean, when i talk about housing demand i mean families that decide to move out on their own and start their own households the surge in that number there were so many of them waiting to be able to go out on their own Right. So that, that number increased. We had more households formed in 2021 than in a long time. Well, what that meant is there were fewer homes that were vacant left, right? Available for sale or for rent. And that caused prices to increase. Lots of competitive pressure. Now we, we go, we fast forward to today. We have a housing market that's cooling. And the good news is builders, you know, usually builders kind of pull back and they did. They did pull back in 2022. We saw a drop in housing starts, but it makes sense, right? We have the most. We have almost 1.7 million homes. We're on track to complete 1.7 million homes in the United States this year, compared to just 1.4 million homes in 2022. So, like, we have a big surge. And a unit's coming. And the good news is builders have actually continued to build, right? So we we had the decrease in starts last year. And all of a sudden this year, builders are coming back and they're coming back strong. We have to say that most of the increase is in multifamily. Multifamily units use is starts. On fire, right? Most of the increase comes from multifamily units, not single family units. And it just kind of foreshadows and, and I, it foreshadows the future of housing. I've talked about the future of housing in, on this podcast, right? Space is more costly. Families are shrinking, right? Boomers are going to want to downsize and new construction buyers really want amenities. They, you know, they want to live in communities with amenities. They want. They're climate conscious, so they want energy efficient homes as well, and all of that stuff you find in multifamily. You find a lot of that in multifamily, right? The ability to kind of share common spaces and have access to swimming pools and and parks, right? A ton of amenity and gyms, right? And so builders are responding to that demand, and that's surging. It's a it's kind of this existing trend that's likely going to last for a while, Uh, and so I, I I that's where I see housing going. And it's just good news. It's good news because an increase in supply is also going to continue to put downward pressure on rents, right, which have been kind of the stubborn inflation, right, the most important part of our inflation problem. And that's it's just good news. So so, you know, well done, builders. Uh, I'm excited to see this kind of data coming out.
0: Let me ask you one more question and then and then we'll call it. If you had to sort of, you know, look at the market and say, you know, in what segment, you know, is this new housing coming? What would you say? I mean, I'm looking at the like the national averages right now, you know, high, middle and low. You know, on the low end per square foot basis, I mean, you know, it's it's basically $100 a square foot or a little bit more depending on the market to to build a builder grade property, right? And then on the upper end, You know, you're talking about five, six, seven hundred dollars a square foot. I watched a a video this past week, someone who was walking through a new development that was being built outside of Dallas in a town. And forgive me, I don't remember the name of the town, but it it would be one of the merging towns outside of, you know, in metropolitan Dallas. Not, you know, not one of the core towns that that, you know, where the growth has already been. And the cost per square foot was sitting around four hundred dollars for a single family. And I
1: was like, wow, that seems that seems like a
0: lot. You know, so they're building eight, nine hundred thousand dollar homes, basically.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think this is a very important question. Unfortunately, in many areas, we have been building the wrong kind of units. We're building these massive, you know, three bedroom plus units when the majority of families that need housing today and most of the competitive pressure is at the lower end right the majority of families are lower slightly lower income they're smaller they don't need as much space so they and they're definitely interested in more affordable right affordability is really king in today's market right whether it's the uh, for sale market or the rental the rental market and so what we need to see more of is more affordable housing options not the, uh, not the very expensive, you know, uh, units. The good news is that I think we're starting to see that shift. I think builders are, are, are finally understanding and have realized that, you know, and they, and they're chasing, they're not chasing. I say they, they're telling us where demand is going to be. And I think demand is there already, right? Where demand is basically kind of at the lower end, you know? And we're seeing a lot of these built-to-rents communities popping up everywhere. You know, the the, the two-bedroom, two-bedroom, two-bath townhouse. I am actually working right now on a new piece of research that I will be sharing with the podcast very soon that's going to look at the types of units that uh, builders have built during the pandemic and that builders are currently building across the country. So we're going to have more details, more details on this coming soon.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And I look forward to it. For FAD Van Geen, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at America's Talking.com.